Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 602 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. At Norse Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. On this thirsty Thursday. Ed Norris likes to call this day. Friday, babe. Jump starting your day. Get your feet on the floor. And get rolling with us. Lots of college basketball heating up last night. We'll talk about the Maryland game at 615, but some good games last night. SEC, man, it used to be known as the football conference. It's doing a great job with basketball right now. Ooh, Lots of high scoring games. Last night what was it 92 to 84 with Tennessee. Uh, Connect scoring, what, 21 points in the last 12 minutes of that game? Finishing up with 39? It was a good game. Tennessee's a dangerous team. Um, talking about all the different teams that could win the national championship, you know, I know we're going to mention Houston and Connecticut a lot. Purdue will get mentioned because of ED and how they've been playing as of late. Uh, but I, I think that Tennessee team is pretty dangerous. The only thing that scares me is that sometimes, um, you saw it, they got the lead last night against Auburn, and then they just kind of... I don't want to talk about like having a brain fart, but all of a sudden you blinked and they were down six, and you're going, what happened? What, why did you allow that run? And I feel like they've done that in some of the big games this year. Alabama giving up 100 points in his last game against Kentucky, so what do they do? They score 100 points mm-hmm. uh, in a game uh, against Ole Miss. That was a, that was a, um, a high-scoring game. It, it was really a blowout. Um, uh, Alabama uh, was a 103-88. That was a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, scored 64 points in the second half. 64 points. It's crazy. They were down three at the half. It's crazy when you look at these games, man, and what we've seen from, I mean, they can look like two totally different teams from one half to the next. And (laughs) forgive me, but when you're watching teams like Alabama and Tennessee and some of these other teams put up, uh, you mentioned Kentucky, 90, 80, 100 points. And then you watch a team that hits one three in each half. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You go, it's, eh, it's tough. What are, we, what are we missing? It's tough. <laughs> and South Carolina picking up the eleventh SEC win last night on the road at Texas A and M. So SEC basketball, man. Yeah, I, I liked A and M last night. They're reeling. That's five in a row that they've lost. And you'd like to chalk some up to competition. They had a tough loss at like Vanderbilt that was kind of smack dab in between two good games. 
but that's a game last night that I think Texas A&M should have won. But, you know, hats off to South Carolina playing better than we thought. Yeah, you know, Buzz Williams got some explaining to do, and, and, and I'm hearing the same thing, competition, but that's when you find out what teams are all about, Ed, competition. Yeah. Well, they're losing because the competition. Well, that means they're not as good as we thought they were. Yeah, which gets us to Maryland in the next segment because there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, a whole is. lot. It is. Philipowski, uh, I guess he's not as injured as uh, it looked that he was on the uh, the court storm and he started last night for Duke. Yeah, we didn't. Um, Played 29 minutes. I'm curious how Ed feels about the whole court storming thing. Because, not a fan. Yeah, it like – even when you look at the Caitlin Clark incident and mm-hmm. and Filipowski was uh, you had the girl uh, the the kid running at him mm-hmm. the girl that was running mm-hmm. towards Caitlin Clark like I guess if you're seeing it but both of them kind of leaned out and yes. made contact yes I said both players them. you mean yeah, yeah. I said to you yeah. from the, from from the outside Filipowski'd yeah. be all right he was he wasn't yeah. he'll be all right yeah and and my whole point of it was like I hate the court storming I think it's it's not necessary but it was milked a little bit yeah but like. My whole thing was, are we, is it like where, um, I don't want to use a bad analogy for police officers, but when you're looking at a situation, it's like, hey, I haven't been missing for 24 hours. Like, this has to be a situation where we didn't have the worst thing happen, but tweak it, change some things. I'm not saying you got to arrest everybody that comes out on the floor, like Jay Billis said, but there has to be something. Maybe you get a clock that counts down where they get to do the handshake and get off the floor, and then you guys go celebrate. But here's the deal number one, yeah. conferences already have rules against it, and it's not working. They just don't enforce it. Yeah, but they enforce the fines. Teams get fined for it. Well, you talking about teams? Yeah, teams get I'm fined for it. players. Now, yeah. I like what was suggested by one commissioner. I can't remember. And I'll look it up. And I heard it. If you, if it's against the rules, yeah. let's say Maryland beats, uh, just throw a team out there, uh, Iowa, Iowa at home, and they storm the court, then Maryland loses a home game the next year. Oh, off the schedule. Off the schedule. That's what one commissioner suggested. I think it was Commissioner Gordon. I believe he told Batman. Yeah, <laughs> but he he, went up. He, yeah. he he said he said that that's what he said. That there's nothing. The fine doesn't work. But if you hit them in their pocket, and that's the ultimate hitting you in the pocket, you lose a home game. You not only are you losing a home game, you're losing revenue. Now you got to spend money for travel. So it's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. So he suggested that if you have a court storming incident, that you lose a home game the next year. It just seems to me just inherently dangerous, and we haven't had terrible tragedies here, but they do have them around the world, soccer, and like in other entertainment venues, and this is entertainment. Like, would you would you storm a stage after a concert? Well, that's what I was saying. Like, it's weird that we protect, um, and I know this is where we were taking this, but it's weird that we protect entertainers while they're on stage or when they're coming off stage, or if you're going to a theater, or you're going to a show, and you yeah. see a play, like nobody's storming the stage. But look at the stupid stuff they do at concerts, throwing cans up at people, what? throwing things, and you know, hitting singers and comics. Why and, are we doing Like, I, yeah. I just don't understand any of that. It wasn't a commission. I'm sorry. It was Alabama Athletic Director Greg, Bar- Greg Byrne. He's the one that uh, suggested that you lose, uh, you, you lose a game, home game, if you storm the court. I think that's. It. I mean, if if you really want to enforce it, or you can make them take an L for that that night, mm-hmm. you lose the game. No, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna like that. Because I'd I'd be going to away games and just running on the court. Yeah, we win exactly. I, I think. I, I think. <laughs> you know, that's that. That to me messes with the integrity of the game. You flip. You know. You forfeit a. a you you play forty minutes of basketball or more. 
and you lose because fans don't Your record. fans can't behave. Yeah, that, that that's the integrity of the game. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Did, did you guys get hit with a lot of wind in where you live? Yeah, a little bit. I, I had to look for my trash can this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. So I literally had to look because trash day was the other day, so it was still empty. Mm-hmm. So it was light. I literally had to look for my trash. It must be scanner. something moving up the coast because you know how windy it was in Florida, where the camera was shaking mm-hmm. and it was like uh, allegedly Grayson's home run would have not been home run except it was so windated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wonder if that kind of weather front just kept moving north because it got windy. Yeah, seeing a lot of like um, you know I know we're seeing some spring training baseball. They're in good positions to not deal with weather being in Arizona and Florida for the most part. Um, but you can see those windy conditions. And I didn't notice it as much last night. Saw the rain, wondering if we were going to get, depending on how cold it would get, if we were going to get any snow. But maybe we're past all that. I Like, I don't know if you guys deem it the same way. Like, when it comes to the weather, like, I don't even look at, hey, it's December and it's 60 degrees. No, or it's, like, I don't, not anymore. I, it wouldn't shock me to see snow in April or something weird. No, you know? It wouldn't like, shock me. It would just disappoint me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Greatly disappoint me. Yeah. You know, it's just like the weather's drunk after When that. I get out of March, I feel like I'm out of the woods. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm out of the woods now. I don't, I don't. I dealt with the possibilities for four months. Now let's move on. Let's keep it moving. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. Good morning to you. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Deion Sanders has high expectations. We'll talk about that at six forty five at the barbershop topic of the day. But on the other side, Maryland takes an L at home. Chris Naki will join us later. But up next, we'll talk some Maryland hoops on the fan. Throws it off the glass, no good. Rebounded inside by the guy that started the game tonight, Blake Smith, a former walk-on. And Northwestern could now begin to celebrate with six seconds to go in the game. They lead it by seven, 68-61. Maryland loses last night at home, and coming off the dominant defensive performance, you know, the expectations were a little higher going up against Northwestern. Northwestern is 11-6 on the year in the conference. They picked up their 20th win last night, so it wasn't really a a, a bad loss. It's just it's just bad to lose uh, last night against Northwestern. Um, and you talked about this, Jeremy. They shot 9% from beyond the arc. Nine. Two of 22. Two of I saw that. Gosh. They shoot 39% from the field, 71% from the free throw line, but beyond the arc, under 10%. You shot 25 times. I mean, 22 times for you up beyond the arc. You only hit two. At some point, when do you say, you know what? It's not making it right but now. That's my question. It's like when you keep, you know, these shots keep, you know, just circling the rim and bouncing out. When do you just say, okay, not on night from the, you know, the three-point line? Like, I, that's horrific. And, and we say that from where we sit. And as I was asking that question out loud, Ed, I thought to myself, at some point, that's all the shot, only shot I'm gonna give you. If I realize Jeremy that it's not falling, now I'm stepping back. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm giving you. I'm, I'm giving you a three point shot. Well, yeah, I mean, look, it, there was a point in time too in the first half where we were questioning is like, why is Jameer Young still out? Why is he still out? He played 37 minutes, um, plays the whole second half. But like, the, you know it as well as I do in basketball when something's not working. Like when when the shots aren't falling, I tell my kids to attack the basket, get to the free throw line. We're not avoiding the shots. We're not getting away from it. But I always felt like getting to the free throw line was a way to get right. Whether I'm right or wrong in that, that's how I felt when no, I played. No, I've always felt that way too. Just get you back in the rhythm. It's like, hey, we're back at home. It's a free throw. If oh, your shot is off, the, the best thing to do is to see the ball go through the rim. Yep. That Psychologically, that gets you going. Just see the ball. And if that's from the free throw line, 
then so be it. But you need to see the ball go through the rim. Yeah, and, and it's not like, you know, look, they're not a great outside shooting team, which is one of the reasons why they struggle so much because the, the spacing on the floor has to be better. You're wanting to get better looks. It's just you got guys that aren't great scorers. And even the guys that you have that you know can shoot, they're not shooting well this year for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, sometimes back, basketball cyclical where you can kind of get in your own headspace thinking about, man, I ain't made a three in forever. And then, like you said, you got to see the ball go through the hoop mm-hmm. in a game, whether it's a free throw, a layup. I mean, I'd rather it be some sort of shot, but I, I don't know, man. I, I just watched the team and we've talked about it. It was a tough place to play last night. Um, defense was out of their minds in the first half, holding Northwestern down. The offense was just offensive. Yeah. They held Northwestern at, uh, in the first half to 29 points. The problem is they only scored 24. <clears throat> yeah. They only scored 24. I mean, keep in mind, man, Maryland was a five, five-and-a-half-point favorite going in. Um, and, you know, on a good note, one of the things that really plagues them, that bothers me, is the turnovers. They didn't turn the ball over a lot. Um, had seven turn- turnovers last night. But the shooting is just, I mean, 9%. From three point land, and thirty eight percent from the floor, thirty nine percent. You know it's okay, but you're up, you know your opponent's shooting forty six percent, and they're shooting much better. You know, uh, in general, I don't know. It's just frustrating with this team because I don't know what you do about. You know, what do you do about shooting? How do you how do you coach to improve that other than fundamentals? Well, I mean, you're looking for easier shots, but like when you're two of twenty two from the outside. I mean, we've got teams that take. 40 and 53s, you know, like uh-huh. it's, yeah, it, that's part of their game. And then when you eliminate it, so the but they prob- probably shoot threes. Yeah. But the big problem is when you're like, everybody knows that the way to catch up is the outside. The quickest way to catch up is defensive stops yeah, and sure. the outside yeah. shot, right? Um, you got to get stops. You got to get buckets. But when you get to that point, you're not a, you're not a very good scoring team. You struggle when you start to trail in the second half. And I think guys press. So let me ask you guys then. <sighs> Is it the players' fault or the coaches? It, you talk about getting you know, more space on the floor and getting better looks. If they're not spaced out properly and not getting good looks, who you know where does the blame lie? I mean, I'm still putting this on the players because if they're playing defense the way they're – I know it's taught the right way, whether or not yeah. guys are going and, – and again, I, I don't think it matters with the spacing on the – well, it does matter but to the, get better looks, but that's I don't not think their issue. the players. That's yeah. not Maryland's issue. Uh, yeah. the, that's not their and, – and that's when I flip, Jeremy. When I start seeing the way this team played defense – that's coaching. That's coaching. Yeah. So so if you're playing defense that well, that means you're spending time teaching these guys. There, there's, there are times where you're not just working on fundamentals, but you're working on game plan. You're working on strategy. Their defense is strategic. Yeah. It's not just great defenders. This is strategic. Yeah. Hey, tell me the time that Dante Scott has been considered a good defender. He is now. Yeah. He's, he's a good defender now. Why? Because that's something that's been worked on. So I'm with Jeremy. I think I, offensively, I just don't think the, some cats got it and some cats don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they yeah. have good offensive players. Ed. Yeah, apparently they don't. Because that's why I've been asking this question. Like, I don't know how you improve that. Yeah, I, I, I think you know. Once I'm of the opinion, I'm going record. Once Willard, if he can get his guys in, I think he's going to be a very good coach. I do. I mean, when you look at the way this team plays defense, you look at something, and, and you can see schematically what they're trying to do on offense now. Now I can see first 10 games of the year, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And I think he was really trying. And you go back to that, Jeremy, I think that's a lot of him trying to figure out, okay, who are we? I don't know who we are. I think if you could have gotten him on the side, hey, offensively, what are you guys trying to do? He probably would have told you, I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure it out myself. 
trying to, because you you don't I mean who's your bell cow here? <laughs> well, it's Jameer Young is is the guy you go to, but again, that's what not happened? going to the Big Ten. No, you it's need not, more. It's not enough. It wasn't enough to win in the Big Ten when you had better players last year. Yeah, you know, like. So it's it's got to get better at some point, and I think it starts with the recruiting. And you're hoping that Queen and some of these other guys come in, that that's where you're at. Because the thing I like is that they're coming in with size already. You're yeah. gonna have Queen, and and if Juju comes back, which I, I think he, he will, I hope he does. I mean, you don't like the problem. And some people are like, well, why wouldn't Juju come back? You don't understand when the NBA comes calling, yeah. And somebody's like, you're gonna be a lottery pick. You go. You yeah. Go, like, well, if you're not gonna be a lottery pick, you're still gonna make a couple of mil. You go. Yeah. I mean, you, you know? got to be a first-round pick because you want the guaranteed right. contract. Right, that's what I mean. Somewhere in the first round, you go. Um, and and you know, sometimes guys in the second round, in certain situations, get a guaranteed contract. Um, but I'm with you. Uh, it's not. It's not about developing more in college. I'm in college. I take classes. I do all these other things. All these other distractions. There's no place to develop like it is in the NBA where that's your job. All you do all day. Is train and play basketball. That's all you do. Yeah. Your life is down yeah. basketball. I, no I never, yeah, I never, I never prescribed to the theory of well, he'll develop better if he stays in the college. Well, to do what? Practice and play against college players versus practice and play mm-hmm. against pros? No, you yeah. develop more when you go there. The only, like the the only reason to, I don't want to say the only reason to stay in college. Like if your visions are getting to play pro basketball, whether it's overseas or whether it's here, that you know. Once they come calling, especially if it's the NBA, once the NBA comes calling, if they're they're letting you know something, I think it's time to go because right. we've seen situations. We had the caller that brought up Terrence Morris yeah. the other day. Yeah, stayed too long. He, yeah, and, and that sounds stupid, but he did. He hung another year. Yep. We had, um, what was it, X-ray hit back in the day when he was told, it's like, hey, you, you got to put on more muscle. You got to build, you got to bulk up. And he bulked up in his last year shooting threes. He looked terrible. Yeah. What's the guy that was on the uh, power forward that was on Maryland's national championship? That left went to the Knicks. He hit the the braids. Oh man! That left and went to the Knicks. Yeah, after two years, he left after the national championship year, and he flamed out in the NBA. Oh, he did. Oh, he, you're. Uh, uh, oh God. He was the best athlete on the team. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the power forward. He was dunking. He yes. Was, uh, why did I just? Play he's an ex- he's an example of the opposite. He is left Chris in, something. Or? Yeah. He left. It was Chris. He left in time, Jeremy, because yeah. once those other guys left. He would have been exposed at Maryland. Mm-hmm. He looked tremendous on Chris the Chris Wilcox. Yeah. Chris Wilcox. Thank you. Chris Wilcox. He looked tremendous on the court with Steve Blake, Juan Dixon. You know what I mean? Lonnie well, Baxter. Baxter. Well, what well, happened Mouton. was he was the athlete, and yes. because of the other guy's skill sets, he was really able. All to he had to do was exactly. Yeah. So, so he left just in the nick of time because if he stays. Uh-uh. You know, it's, it's kind of like when you we talk about it out. a pass rusher when you know the team's down and they're going to throw. It's like, pin your ears back and go get them. Uh-huh. When you had him, it's like, hey, man, just keep attacking the basket. We'll get you the ball. If you see me, if I see you pointing up, I'll lob it up there. Just play defense. And that's what he was. And big-bodied athletic guy that just didn't make it in the NBA. I don't, know, of I don't know if he dribbled 20 times during that national championship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Mm. I, he left in the nick of time. He cashed out. <laughs> I'm, ca- I, I'm cashing out. I'm not going to keep playing. I'm Poor Joe out. Smith. Then he found out his wife was doing OnlyFans and they didn't have any money anymore. His wife was doing all the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Barbershop topic of the day at 645. But on the other side, it's Angry Joe. Joe, tell us why you're mad. Son. I hit two days in a row. I know. I guess I had to make up for Tuesday because I wasn't here. That's right. Why weren't you here Tuesday? What happened? Had an endoscopy. Ooh. Those are fun. Oh, those are fun. I, I thought it was great, actually. Whose house did you go to? 
No, you're thinking of the colonoscopy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Those are two the different things. Uh, yeah, other, no, other they're other similar, though. That's going that way. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, propofol is what they gave me, which is yeah. crazy to think that's what Michael Jackson was abusing. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the recently released uh, NFLPA player rankings of their teams. These were uh, kind of surprising, I guess, for Ravens as a Ravens fan. Um, not as high marks as I thought that they would get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then if you look at the Chiefs, I don't think Chiefs fans are going to be looking... They'd be very happy looking at those this morning. This is very, it's anonymous, right? It is anonymous, though Kyle Van Noy decided to just say that he was what he gave them. So I don't. That's cool. That's I don't know. I'm just really confused about this. So we'll, uh, we'll look at these and break them down when we come back on the Big Bad Morning Show. We got Angry Joe to deal with this morning. What's up, Joseph? By God, that's his theme music. Give <laughs> <laughs> him bust out the chair on somebody. No, I'm actually feeling in a great mood today. So this is what? not. Yeah, I got like nine and a half hours of sleep. Oh, it was, that'll do it. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. But uh, we're going to talk about these NFLPA team report card scores. Uh-huh. Uh, they started this last year, uh, and it seems like this will be a yearly thing. So I'm glad that they're doing this. I think it's a pretty good. Well, it seems like it'd be a good insight to how things are for the teams. But I'm still confused by some of these, especially after what players are saying. Uh, but we'll go over the Ravens real quick. Um, I'll tell you what it was last year and then tell you what it is this year. So treatment of families. Last year they got a C plus. They are at a B minus now. Uh, I also, again, find that confusing after what people say, what former players say about how they treat the families. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if you guys have talked to players. It seems like they're always really complimentary of you know supporting everybody. Uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken, Joe, they – this one got a bad grade both years, and that's the food. I think the yeah, food got a bad the, grade last year, too. Yeah, that, that's uh, – so, no, that one was confusing because they said they included that in nutrition. Right. But now it's its own, it's its own category, which right. is a C plus. Right. I mean, I'd see, according to that other article earlier, is that all they do is, all they do is eat Uncrustables, so I don't know. <laughs> like they, they said, they went so through like fifty-five thousand Uncrustables this season, yeah. or something like that. Those things are so good. Which They're one? So the delicate. food that they have at the the facility? Yeah, the cafeterias. Yeah. Yeah. Food slash cafeteria is how they listed right it, here. It grades low both years. And who's grading this? The this players? is the players. Man, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, but it must be comparatively speaking to other places that you go. And it, all, yeah. yes. and it also must be based on what they need, what they want. That's, it may not that's be, what I think it, it is. It may not be based on how it tastes in a prep. It may be based on that's the availability of what they want. Uh, yeah, what they want Uncrustables, I get yeah. it. Because yeah. I, what I was impressed about, when I had, I had lunch with Harbaugh in the facility, and like they have every you can imagine yeah. by the diet you want to eat. Like I have keto options and this kind of option and that kind of option and different stands for everything. So like there's plenty of food and it was like extraordinarily healthy if you wanted to eat that but way. But that could be that could be one person. Well, I don't want to say one person. You're thinking I don't know how many votes this was, but like somebody that like you were talking about wants a certain something that's well, fried never food. There. Yeah, that's never there. Or <laughs> they, they want them to eat too healthy. Yeah, I realize you know twenty <laughs> yeah. something year olds don't eat like you and I. I, I know. So yeah. was well, was good for us. I was impressed. Yeah. I guess maybe like I don't want this. Well, you get players like like Marvin Harrison was notorious. He was known for eating candy nonstop. Yeah, you look at his body and go like he's just eating sugar, whatever. He, right. He'd eat whatever he wants. You got some linemen that are trying to keep weight on, and you got other yeah. ones that are trying to take weight off. Yeah, DK Metcalf's the same way. All he just eats candy nonstop. Crazy. He's a 
ridiculous. Speaking physically. of that, nutritionist slash dietitian that stated a B minus from last year. Uh, locker room went down from an A to a B minus. Yeah. Uh, I guess more it, the castle is how old? But the locker room was almost brand new. Yeah, so that was I thought they had just remodeled they that did. in the last year. Uh, I don't know if last year. The last, last couple years. Last couple years, and it is spec. It looks like you're walking into the Starship Enterprise. When it's I had gorgeous. gone there in the past, I thought I was always really surprised. But I've also never seen another one, so I don't have anything to compare it to. I, well, the only other ones I've seen, I, I, the most, the best one I've seen since it was the Jets facility because it was again brand new. And it looked like yeah. very jetsy. It's very white and like futuristic looking, but it wasn't as nice as the Ravens. Uh, training room went from a C to a C plus. Uh, I don't, I don't know what gives it the plus. I have read something else that said that it was that the room was dated and there wasn't enough space for players to get individual, um, individual care from the, the amount of trainers. Did Preston do these grades? Yeah. I don't know. I do not know. I do not. That's a good point. What's an F plus? Uh, training staff went from B plus to B minus. They said that there are not enough physical therapists to help them one-on-one. That goes with the training room. Uh, weight room went up from a C plus to a B minus. Uh, this is the big one. Strength coaches went from an F minus to a B. <laughs> Yeah, that one was. And an I easy wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> that one's very simple uh, to figure out. F minus. Yeah. yeah. He was he's in there. My triceps hurt. Oh yeah, well your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. Yes. Get your yeah. ass back in there. Uh then team travel went from an A to a C minus. Yeah, I saw that. Kyle Van Noy tweeted, he said, I don't know what I don't know what they're talking about. I always thought it was first rate. He said the plane is great, everything's all the amenities on the plane was great. So I don't I don't so know. So we got wonder about his uh, travel experiences with uh, Patri- was Patriots. Patriots. What was it last year's travel? It was an A. And this year's a C minus. C minus. Mm. <laughs> Big slip. I wonder who they're asking. Yeah, I I don't know. This is really, I think a lot of players, if you have newer players, it matters more because they're comparing it to their previous experiences where if you have younger guys that are just starting out on the team, they don't know any different well, you know, unless they play for like SEC teams or, say, or they, they play, play in college now, with college like now that. if I'm a rookie and I went to uh, Alabama and they don't You're have gonna, this yeah. I'm thinking this locker room sucks right yeah. you know so I mean? that's a good point this locker yeah. room absolutely if I'm thinking about travel man I mean you know this sucks you know and so it depends on what college you went to where everything was just laid out for you the uh, so they added I, I mentioned food and cafeteria that was a new one that was added for this year the other two that were added uh, we'll start with the good. Owner got an A. So Steve Bashotti was labeled as someone they believed if they start complaining about certain things or asking for certain things, he's very accommodating and will do anything to to give the players what they ask for. Um, Within reason. Yes, yeah, obviously. But I think it shows by most of the complaints that they had last year were fixed on this year's report card. Um. So I'm sure that he'll see team travel this year and be like, what, like what, what can we do to, to help? The other big one is head coach, and he got a B plus. Hmm. Um, within our own division, I think Zach Taylor got a B minus. Uh, Mike Tomlin got an A, and Kevin Stefanski got a B plus. Didn't isn't he going to win coach of the year? He's coach of the year, right? Yeah, Stefanski. Yeah, and he got a B plus. 
Maybe his own players. <laughs> Mike Vrabel also got a B plus. Mike Tomlin's got a Mike Tomlin. Mike got Tomlin a, got an A. Got the A. Yeah, I love him. But it's it's interesting to see who got an A and who who. I think only three people got A pluses. Um, I think Bill Belichick had a C minus. <laughs> but it, 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 I, that's such an odd category to me. I don't really get what is it based off of, like your personal interactions or. Like who do you like? How he actually is doing his job? I don't, I don't yeah, really get yeah, that. Yeah, what are they evaluating on? Yeah, yeah. Um, but just one one other thing I wanted to mention: the Chiefs are absolute. Like their report card is absolutely terrible. It is. It is, is trash. It really? it's yeah, trash. they're overall if you did, like the they're graded thirty first out of thirty two teams. Yes. Wow. <laughs> the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Wow. It is um, absolute garbage. Food service C minus, nutritionist F, locker room F, training room D, training staff F, weight room C plus, strength coaches C plus, team travel D, head coach A plus, owner F minus. Yep, really. Clark Hyde was the worst, the worst owner in the league. Maybe we're too soft on the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Chiefs win the Super Bowl every year. Well, so. the Ravens were they were ranked 15th out of 32. That's two spots up from last year. They were 17th as your cumulative grade, but uh, <laughs> C plus. Baby. Hey, C's get degrees. Yeah. Thank you very much, Joseph. World is stupid at 715, but on the other side, <laughs> Deion Sanders talking playoffs. Playoffs? Man, this is Bark bigger than his bite. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. 648 in the AM on this Thursday. Ed Norris's favorite day of the week, as he calls it. It was Friday Eve, babe. Almost done. Almost done? What do you mean the week? Not the, week. the day. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Say now, last year all the talk in college football was Coach Prime. He even has his own special on TV, his documentary, or it's not, it's not, a, not a documentary. It's more of a um, it was a series, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, series, more like a. Um, I mean, it's still a documentary, a, but it's a hard knocks type of they thing. They call it a docu series. Docu series, right. okay. All the talk now. His team won what four games this past year? Four. They started off on fire. We realized TCU wasn't the same TCU team that played in the national championship, folks. Does anybody remember when he talked down to that reporter saying, no, you don't get to talk to us because you don't believe in us? Exactly. He's a reporter. Why has he got to believe in your team? He's just reporting what he sees. Everybody believes. Does everybody remember when he got upset with a TCU coach because he didn't give his son a chance, but he's the same guy that told oh, everybody the- to get in the transfer portal his first meeting? Yes. Everybody remember that? Yeah, I remember that. All right. <laughs> so, Deion Sanders saying college football playoffs for the Buffs in 2024. Do you believe you feel like Deion Sanders sometimes is more talk than substance? I've always felt that way. I mean, look, I and, and I know you have. And <laughs> no, I I, I, I love, thought about the two of you, the contrast of the two of you, your opinions of him, and when when I put this together, well, I love the player. I'm just not a fan of the person, to be honest. Like I've had my interaction with him, told you how he treated me when I was around him, but like it's neither here nor there. Um, as a coach, I, I I've said it all along. I think Colorado is going to be a problem. I knew it wasn't last year, even when everybody was like, oh, I can't believe you you picked against him. You saw what happened. Like, guys, watch the games. Watch what's going on. Right. You'll see it. You you will see when they start playing the upper echelon teams what happens. And then they started losing to the middling teams yeah. and just fell apart. Um, I do think it's a great story. I think it's good for college football that people are talking about it. Uh, I don't know that this year is going to be their year, but it's coming, guys. Like, they're, they're going to get so much talent there. You think so? Yeah. It... You think he's more talked than substance? In this case, yeah. I have it, to me. There's a huge contrast or difference between the player and the coach. 
The player was as good a cover corner as I've ever seen in my life. He could talk the talk. He could walk the walk. He could talk like that because he could back it up. Mm-hmm. This is like, and you're also a coach now. You're supposed to be the, the adult in the room. Um, so I don't know. And I think it, you know, it's a lot more hype than, than substance. I like that. You don't feel that he's always the adult in the room. No, he's not acting I like, like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. He's not. I like. How do you go to a reporter and say you don't believe in us? Because So did he apologize to the guy at the end of the season, or did the guy get to go back and go, hey, Coach Prime, I had it right. Do you want to <laughs> say anything to me? Yeah. He has won four freaking games. Like Everybody was all about them. And I love what they brought to college football. But all of them, Shador, you want to talk like they were all talking so much smack. The into like before the games, going up on the opponent's field and yelling yeah. and dan- like, yeah, you guys are three and four, and you're doing that. What are you doing? Come on, man. Mm. Well, the uh, playoff expansion, you know, he could he look at it right now um, for college football. He could possibly, possibly creep into it. Powerful conferences and things of that nature. He could possibly creep into it, but I don't think so. I have no confidence at all. I have more confidence in him not making it. I do. And and the thing is, what gets me is uh, when Dion first started, I remember posting something about it and someone saying to me on, on social media that I should be more supportive of him because he was an African-American coach. And I pointed out, the fact that the coach that he was coaching against that week was also an African American coach. So which what the Pofotai? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I and and I and I and I and I get that and I love that, but at the same time, I, got, I have an opinion, and and I think Deion Sanders as a coach, as a coach, I, th- I like what Ed said. I, I never said that before, but I like that. Sometimes you have to be the adult in the room. When I get when we get reports that your son, your quarterback, is is on Instagram. At halftime, when you have a big lead and you lose that lead and ultimately lose that game, that's a problem. That's a that's a cultural problem, Jeremy. Absolutely, that's a cultural problem. I can't ignore that because I'm supposed to cheer for him. I can't ignore that when I see things like that as a coach. I'm thinking to myself, man, you got to clean that up. That's your son and your quarterback. Yeah, that he has two reasons, two reasons to do the right thing about your culture. And he's on IG at halftime. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I, that I didn't was make ridiculous. it up. I didn't make it up. The timeline says it was at, it was at halftime. Yeah. All right. So let, let me throw this at you because Colorado's in the Big Twelve in twenty twenty four. For people that don't right. know, right? Um, are they going to be better than? I mean, you, they're going to have to be a top two team in that conference, yes, they do. right? Yes, yeah, they you do. would think. So you're going to have Houston, Cincinnati, Arizona State, Colorado, uh, BYU, mm-hmm. Baylor. UCF, Central Florida, for people that don't know did anybody, Texas Tech. Did, did, did BYU and the Big 12 sneak up on anybody else but me? That snuck up on me. That they were there? Yeah. yeah. I, rem- I knew snuck they were up there, me, but I didn't think, because I still think Mountain West. Because they won they won a, a, a game against, uh, who they beat the other night in basketball in Big 12? Kansas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why, why are they playing non-conference this time of the year? Look, oh, dang, I forgot they were in the Big 12. But you're going to have your usual suspects in the Big 12 minus Texas and Oklahoma. Um but from a football standpoint, Utah has a chance to be good. Oklahoma State chance to be good. TCU Utah is always good. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. saying, like they're they're in a tougher conference, but there is there is a way for them next year. I think to get into the playoffs. 24, 25, 24, 25. I definitely think they're going to be there. I just think unless he just bows out and gets tired of it, I just think they keep reloading. 
They're going to have so much more talent than everybody else, and I think they're going to be the cream of the crop in their conference. I don't want to. I don't want to take the, the credit for this, but I, I, I agree. I think if Deion Sanders gets a chance to go somewhere like SMU, somewhere in Texas, that's when he's a problem. He's a problem then. Yeah, but I think Colorado's still going to be able to get into Texas. Like, if you look, they did have some recruits back out after the way their season I'm finished. I'm talking about the money. The, the, the NIL oh, money. Okay. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the money. I'm not talking about the recruits. And then the, the NIL brings the recruits. 410-583-1057 is the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Our barbershop topic of the day, Deion Sanders is talking college football playoffs for the Colorado Buffaloes in 2024. Is he uh, all talking, no substance? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show. Want to hear from you right here on the fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 